Hi, I'm Morgan McCullum, and welcome to the Boise Art Scene Podcast. I'm here with Clementine Zenner, and we're going to talk about her upcoming art show and a little bit about what she has going on, her process, and what drives her to create art. Uh, thanks for letting me talk with you today. Thanks for coming and talking to me, Morgan. I appreciate it. Uh, so I like to kind of start off by asking people uh, what their primary medium is. Uh, what what type of materials do you work with? Um, primarily, I work with ceramic materials. Um, but if you look on my website, it's like ceramics. I put ceramics, glass, uh, gold, whatever I'm interested in. Uh, usually I pick materials that tell a story. So, um, But primarily my training's in ceramics, ceramics and glass. Uh, so what got you interested in working in ceramics and glass? I think that uh, tactile form of ceramics. I like having both my hands working at once. It's always felt very healing to me to work with clay, um, to have my hands in clay. Uh, it feels like I'm a little kid when I'm working with it. You know, like when you used to build like little mud pies when you're a kid out in the yard. That's how it feels to me still as an adult. I love clay. I love the malleability of it. And I love that when you fire it, it's this form that doesn't disintegrate. It's, it's, it lasts a long, long time. So I, I love the process of firing too. I'm kind of a pyro actually. So I love uh, some of the things that I do are uh, like, I love to burn things out, organic materials in the kiln. Um, and we can get more into that later <laughs> if you want, but uh, it's part of the nature of the work. I love it. Sure. Um, yeah, I've, what's that style where they uh, take all the oxygen out by creating like a fire A reduction it? kiln? Maybe that's or are you a, talking about raku kilns? I, I think, it's, yeah. It's, you know, what I do is kind of similar to that, but it's really different as well. So what I, what I do is I encase organic materials in porcelain slip. So it's a liquid clay. So it's like, um, I'm really interested in... Um, trying to preserve those things that are prone to disintegration. Anything you find in nature, like for instance, I have a beehive. Um, one of my pieces is a beehive that I've encased in porcelain. And when I put it in the kiln, the wax burns out. And then what you're left with is the, the, the crust around it. So they're really um, actually, for ceramic pieces, they're actually really fragile pieces. And a lot of times you can, they're translucent. How do you get the materials then, uh, those organic pieces that you are deciding to incorporate in? Um, I believe you were saying that there's a, a, an intent or a meaning behind the materials that you use. Um, so it's, it's funny because they're all very personal to me. Um, for instance, um, I, in my last residency actually in Northern California, I was given um, birds, donated dead birds that had flown into windows or fallen on the ground. And um, I know that's a very strange thing for someone to ask for, but I, I just, um, I kind of wanted to pay homage to them in some way, you know? So uh, I ended up burning out the birds in a pit firing and I was left with, you know, kind of like a, an entombment or um, like a funeral pyre. So I hold all life really reverent. And um, I guess you were asking the personal nature of it. It's like, I'm always dealing in my work with death and grief and transformation, you know, how things transform and they never stay the same. You can't hold on to anything, you know, 
I think Siddhartha said that. You can't hold on to anything. Everything changes, nothing lasts. And yet I still try to do that with material um, for some reason. Um, one of my friends, he likened me to like this fire goddess, <laughs> part fire goddess and part like nurturing mother. Like I'm trying to do both at once, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, so there's a very female component to my work, uh, trying to rebirth things. That's very interesting mm. for sure. Uh, so what got you into uh, creating, working in art? Uh, I've done it ever since I was a really small child. I mean, one of my first memories was uh, just playing in my room with stuffed animals and like making up shows with them. And just, I was, I spent a lot of time alone as a kid. So I, by necessity, I had a really good imagination, you know? And so I took solace in my stuffed animals and I took solace in nature. So I was out in nature a lot. Um, and I would collect all sorts of things, um, branches, bugs, leaves, flowers, and I would just make up little stories with them. And I think that like my whole life, it kind of carried with me. I started out as a painter, but that didn't last very long. I just was really frustrated with the material and it seemed too flat for me. I didn't like it. I didn't like how I really wanted texture and I really wanted it to come alive in my hands. And I felt like paint did not do that for me. A lot of the artists that I've spoken with, especially that first year, they were more painters, 2D artists. And I, I really strove that second year to try to reach out to more 3D artists, uh, spoke with glass workers and sculptors. And I mean, it, it is a different tactile feel to see that all come together. Mm -hmm. uh, recently during Bosco, I was watching a woman who makes uh, horse sculptures. Um, and she, it was just incredible to watch the, the muscle structure come together on the skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fascinating. It's, it's beyond my level for sure. Uh, the sculpture is, uh, I can see how that could be a different. Uh, I think it's faster too. material, material for me. Mm -hmm. I work really fast. Um, and I work, I think I feel my way through pieces, if that makes sense. So sometimes I don't have a sense of where I'm going with it. I'm just gathering materials, you know, I'm out in nature gathering materials, bring them back to the studio. I'm fascinated with something, you know, um, I collect a lot of bones. In fact, some of my pieces have jaw bones in them and different parts of the deceased creature. And then I put it together in a way where I'm trying to illustrate or talk about our relationship to nature and nature's demise in our presence and how we are not reverent with nature, you know? So, um, and, and sometimes I don't even know what I'm making until I'm done with it, you know? So like it's on the wall and I'm like, oh, I see what I just did there. Um, one of my pieces, um, I let the work do what it's gonna do, if that makes sense. Like um, one of these plates I make, I make a lot of plates that I put different organic materials on, like I told you with burnouts. And um, one of the plates broke in the kiln, like split in half. And I called it lay divorce. <laughs> Cause I didn't, I, and I didn't realize that's what the piece was about at the time, but it really felt like that with the materials I was choosing. I had some antique lace on it that was like an heirloom. And then I had some different 
disintegrated pieces in there and it really lent itself to this broken agreement between two people and what that does to a family and so like but I didn't know that until after like I'd fired it three times you know sure yeah that's interesting so I'm very process-based I guess Uh well and that's that's always interesting to me too is when it's uh when the process is more the the creative function than the uh, the final piece. I mean, the final piece is uh, is there as well. Um, but, yeah. Um, I was one of the people that I recently spoke with. You know, they they described the the finished painting as as the ashes after the fire. <laughs> that's the that's that's the part that they're least interested in is the finished result. You know. Yeah. I think it's probably, I'm going to say the most fun I have as an artist and why I'm an artist is the creative part. Like when I'm in my studio making and building, it's like I'm in a meditation like the whole time. I can be completely focused for hours. And I know so many artists that feel the same way. Um, It's the explaining part that's hard for me. It's the writing it down. Like I have to come up with an artist statement for this show. I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, And also I went through grad school um, and I spent most of my time in grad school attempting to explain what I was making, which doesn't really lend itself to create creativity or the creative process. You know, it kind of makes you go back in your head. And my work is so much from my heart and, you know, my hands and what I'm feeling and sensing. And I think in grad school, I'm not going to say across the board, but a lot of graduate programs are all about explaining and this highbrow art. And I, I, yeah, I, I came out of there. I think it took me two years to actually recover from the program before I even wanted to make anything again. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have definitely heard mixed things about uh, college experiences for people. Yeah. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the current residency that you've got going on right now. Okay. So I'm here at the Commonwealth Studio in Garden City. It's relatively new. I think they've been here about a year. It was started by Catherine Shaughnessy and Amber Lawless, two amazing strong women uh, makers in Boise. And um, the space itself is wonderful. It has a lot of light. Um Amber has graciously let me use her kiln the entire time. Um, They've both been so helpful with materials and um, just supporting me as an artist while I've been here. Um, And I think I've made some really good friends while I've been here. So the support of other artists, I think, has been invaluable for me. And then just the time and space to create has been amazing. Having, you know, a dedicated space like this to come in and, and work in, uh, how has that impacted your work and your ability to create? It's so great because, you know, I, I also teach a college class. I teach sculpture at CWI and, um, you know, that's a completely different thing when I'm pouring out and giving to my students and I'm giving them all the knowledge I can give them and I'm trying to inspire them to create work. But then I come here to this space and then I put all that aside and then, like I said, I can just get in my space and meditate, bring all my materials in and make a huge mess, right? And then at the end of the day, I go home and I'm tired, but I'm so happy. It's just, 
it's just the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Excellent. Excellent. The end of this residency will have a show of the work that you've created. Uh, when is that? And uh, tell, tell us a little um, about that. It's coming up this Friday, November 3rd, uh, 5.30 to 8.30. As part of it, I'm doing a pit firing of three birds that have met their demise in Boise. <laughs> so there's a space out back of the studios that we're going to have a pit fire, uh, kind of a bonfire. And then um, as part of the residency, I'm also gonna do an artist talk um, the following week, November 9th from six to seven, which is free. And then seven to 8.30, I'm going to be doing a clay workshop for anyone interested in creating organic formed flowers and fungus and just anything organic. Very cool. Uh, so what is it about uh, residencies that you enjoy? Well, like the last residency I did was um, at Creekside Studios in Arcata, California, and it was in the Redwoods. So what I love to do is take my inspiration from the place I'm at. So I would take really long hikes every day in the Redwoods and I'd collect materials. And because my work is sculptural and organic based, I had a lot of materials. And then also I made these amazing friends there. There was five other artists that were there with me and they were all different types of artists. There was painters, there was one that just did illustration, there was one that did maps, map making, and they were all fantastic. And we would meet and have, you know, these invig invigorating conversations about art making and your place in the world with art and how we can make a difference with our art. And, you know, we met with biologists and we met with geologists and just all sorts of people. It was fantastic. It like opened me up in new ways. And then I got here and um, again, I would walk around Garden City in the back of the building. There's like these vacant lots, you know, right by the canal. And I was collecting chains and I was collecting bones and I was collecting just different things around here that makes this a unique place. And um, I would have these great conversations with, you know, Catherine and with Amber and with the other people here that, you know, and I'd see what they were doing and we kind of mutually inspire each other. So I love that about residencies. Mm, that's very, I don't think anybody really creates well in a, in a, like a bubble. No, you've got to, I think, be able to see what other people are doing. And at the very least it, it, you know, drive you to compete a little or something, you know, or collaborate yeah. or it just, just the seeing other people doing something can yeah. create that spark yeah. to, to motivate you to. Yeah. And also because I know I'm out of here, <laughs> November 20th is the end of my residency. I knew I had a finite time. So I knew that that really pushed me to make work too, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. especially because of the availability of, you know, the space, which is a beautiful space and, and the kiln, which was available to me. So it was great. Aside from this, <laughs> are there Boise, Garden City, uh, this area, Treasure Valley specific opportunities that you've had that, uh, that you've benefited from? Yes, very much so. Um, so Arts Idaho, the Arts Idaho Commission, um, actually specifically gave me a grant for this space, for this project. So I wrote to them and um, it's called a project grant and you can apply for it once a year. I applied for it last year for the Creekside residency. And when I got that residency grant, 
they were excited about my work. You know, there's a panel of guest curators that that look at your work and they were excited about it. And they said they told me specifically to bring the art that I do there back to Boise. So when I applied for the grant for for this space in Garden City, I was specifically talking about what I could do here in this city. So I thought that was great. It was a really great impetus for me to continue the work I started at Creeksite and take it here, you know, to Commonwealth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So why do you think that art is important to pursue or to, why is it important to you? I think art's kind of saved my life, not to sound corny or <laughs> dramatic, but I do feel it's been key to my growth and my healing. Um, it's been like a constant companion for me. It's been a way to um, release trauma from my body. It's actually been a way I've been able to help others. I've done clay practices where um, specifically I, I took a class on how to heal trauma with art. And I took that into the community right after COVID. And there was a lot of people that felt isolated and alone. And um, I just feel like it's just a powerful tool in the world. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that, um, like if you go in an office building, you know, without art, it's just like four walls, you know, without art, I don't know, without artists in it, there's no one talking about things that need to be talked about. You know, there's some really scary, hard things going on in the world. And I feel like artists are the ones that are the ambassadors that are kind of going forward and talking about these really scary, hard things. Yeah, a lot of the artists that I talk to, uh, they say that they create because they don't have another way to express the things inside of them. Yeah, so. and I think we actually express it for society sometimes. I think we're saying what society wants to say in a medium that maybe they can see and feel, you know, rather than reading it or the news. <laughs> A lot of the public art pieces that I see around uh, in Boise and from talking with different people that are in the placemaking spaces around here, you know, a lot of it uh, ties back to the spaces, uh, the history of the spaces or the actual culture of the spaces and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, 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 th I think that art has a very important part to play in that uh shepherding along the uh the culture the history uh all of that of a, of a space yeah i feel like sometimes we are the soundboard for the culture for what's happening out there i feel like a lot of artists will translate that how would you like your art to evolve what would you like to see uh yourself doing going forward um i think i'd like to have a gigantic ass studio and create all the time, 24 seven. Like I'd love to have a huge space where I have, you know, my kilns, several and huge tables to create and then have workshops when I wanna have workshops and um, just make it a really beautiful center. I mean, kind of like what Amber and Catherine have done here. They made it a great space for people to come and enjoy art and to see what the culture is doing around them. I'd, I'd like to do that um, in a larger sense. I'd like to be able to 
have it kind of be a community art making place for people. So I'd like to see that grow. What's the, uh, the next step after this uh, residency? What, what do you have going on after this? <laughs> uh, collapsing. <laughs> I think what, what I tend to do to myself a lot, I mean, and it's a good thing. You know, creation is this wild, crazy act. You know, you throw yourself into it, you're in it. And I've been in it for three months now. And I think there will be need to be for me a time of rest where I'm just not doing anything, where I'm not doing any art at all. I'm gonna take a pause on it. I'm going to walk in nature again and kind of let the stuff fall away that needs to fall away. And then the things that resonate with me that I'll bring into my next, whatever I'm gonna do next. I don't know yet, you know? Um, I probably uh, will at some point wanna do an international residency. I think that might be next up for me. I, I almost did a, a residency in Ireland last year and I had an aged dog that I didn't want to leave that long. Mm. So I decided to come closer, you know, do it closer to home. So, um, but yeah, I think rest would be in order <laughs> after this. Oh, I bet. I mean, that sounds like, I mean, quite an intense, uh, even if you enjoy doing it, 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 that level of intensity of focus, it, you have to take a break after a little while, even if it's a short one. Right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, is there anything that you would want to talk about that I haven't asked about? I don't think so. I think I'm just excited about the show. Um, I'm hoping a lot of people come and see this space, see the people that have created the space. Um, it should be a really fun party. <laughs> Uh, and I really hope that they can come to the artist talk in the workshop the following week on November 9th. So, so the last question that I normally ask is, uh, do you think that art is something that you'll ever quit doing? That I'll ever quit? No, my body will quit, but I don't think art will quit. I don't think creation ever quits actually. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you very much for sitting down and talking with me and, uh, hopefully we get a lot of people out to your show to, take a look at your work. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you for coming out and interviewing me. I appreciate it.